Glenn, we're live. Oh, apparently we're live. My episode <laughs> update. It's February 25th, 2019. And yes, we are live here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. And uh, man, tonight, Monday Night Raw, Ric Flair's 70th birthday party. We had uh, Roman Reigns make his return to the WWE ring tonight to uh, share some good news with the WWE universe. Set up a major angle between Batista and Triple H, and so much is happening right now in wrestling. Let's dive right in. Matt Morgan, what did you think of tonight's episode? Very good. It, what do you say, right? It was fully loaded with just nonstop movement, right? It feels like we they hit hyperdrive. Yeah, I thought this was yeah. the, I thought this was the best episode of Raw in. I can't remember the last time this I saw year. Would you say? Of the year, what's that? Of the year, I, I was gonna say the year, but it's. I think it's beyond that. I can't remember the last time there was an episode wow. this good. Yeah, it you really know, was. It really between really Batista was. and Roman Reigns, I, I mean, those two things just alone were just home runs. They really, really, really were. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Glenn, what do you think? No, I thought tonight. Well, I, tonight, so full disclosure, uh, being honest with the audience, I'm actually in South Florida right now. Uh, my grandfather passed away the other night, so I'm here for his funeral. Uh, and I was, well, he was 93 years old. So this is a shared family experience, right. fond remembrances, certainly at 93. Yeah. That is, that is a triumphant way to go out, and he went on, on his own terms. But I felt like I was in a sitcom tonight because I'm with my family members, and yeah. what am I doing? I'm sitting there watching uh, on yeah, my phone, sure. raw, with closed yep. captioning turned on. Roman <laughs> yep. Reigns comes out, makes the announcement, and I'm like, yes! And everyone's like, what's going on, dude? What are you doing? And uh, <laughs> I managed to watch a good portion of Raw tonight while spending time with my extended family. So... Uh, I thought that from what I saw, um, yeah, I really liked it. I thought that there were a lot of high points, uh, certainly in what I saw. And I think, you know, we're in mania season. I almost wish we didn't have Fastlane coming up because that seems like a distraction from the road to WrestleMania as opposed to an enhancer. Yeah. Yeah. No, and we, 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 fan, uh, uh, we and the fans uh, appreciate your sacrifice as well. Yeah, and our condolences. Yeah, it's uh, it's something, man. You know, it's funny. I think about my. I remember my grandfather when '80s wrestling was big. Him telling me stories. I mean, '93 guys. He saw Gorgeous George live. Yeah. Wow. In New York. So yeah, old. back in the day. So uh, yeah, he was able to tell me really, really old school stuff about wrestling. And uh, happy to be out here and honor him. So Roman Reigns came out tonight to just thunderous applause in that <laughs> arena there. Uh, really took his time getting to making his point, uh, thanking the fans, but saying that his, his battle with leukemia, his cancer is in remission, and he is back. Raj, what's the behind-the-scenes news on this? When did the WWE find out? Uh, we don't know. They, they've been very tight-lipped about this. Um, the one thing is that they clearly did that shield triple powerbomb spot at Elimination Chamber. You know, remember when they did that? No. When... Uh, uh, it was Lashley, mm. McIntyre, and Corbin. They tripled yeah. powerbomb Strowman. And I, I remember, you know, you're watching then, you're like, that's that's interesting. You know, like, they don't normally just do something like well, that. Well, he's a humongous monster that made sense to load him in the way they did, I thought. If you're going to powerbomb him and protect his size, it, it has to be multiple people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But the the style that they did it, they did the hua and you know every the the whole bit. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. How did yeah. I not pick up on that? 
Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. I think <clears throat> that they're building it's either the shield against three of those guys at fast lane or the shield and Braun Strowman against the four of them with Elias. Can I be honest? All the three versus three. Oh well, no, it can't be a mania. The this is taking Brock. Um, right. Damn. That would have been good because we would have had something for McIntyre and Lashley that would have elevated them. Damn. For mania. Yeah. yeah. It's better than what they've got on the card right now for mania for both of those two guys. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're going to do drew and Roman. Uh, okay. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of what else makes sense for for Roman right now, um, and he's Drew is the closest one to being protected, and they've been mm -hmm. making him look like a killer all of a sudden. So, I could definitely see that where he just, you know, kills Dean, and it leads to him and Roman. Dean, you know, yeah, I mean, they kind of rushed the Dean face turn, but Dean and I, Bobby could have been cool, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Dean versus Bobby Lashley, you know what I mean. And right. Like Dean run the promos and set the storyline in the back. You know what I mean? Bobby just sit there. You said to sit there. That's all. Yeah. Sit there I mean, be Dean, I, mean like, I, I feel like Dean, ever since it's come out that he's leaving, whether or not he still is or if anything gets worked out by then, uh, I, he's been doing a fantastic <laughs> job. I think he's just been so great. He's been hitting home run after home run, but he's just so entertaining. Even without the current stuff he's been doing, even when they give him crap sandwiches, I still would argue he's still entertaining doing it. Yeah. Uh, so I know there's a lot of people who are like, well, he's only been gone four months. You know, how can oh. this be real? Like, you all these gotta people. be shitting me. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're you gonna have to be kidding me. People are like saying it's not real. <laughs> yeah. There's quite Yo, a few. You people. guys, no offense. Not, listen to me. I am not the judge. I am not our creator, but I could tell you this. You're all going to hell saying that <laughs> in a handbasket, real quick. <laughs> I'm just saying, give it a day at least. Bask oh tonight God, in him being back. Don't start. <laughs> it well, don't become a Roman Reigns truther real soon. Oh, well, it, and it's not like he got rid of cancer. Oh, it's in remission, God. and it's and there's so many different types of leukemia, and oh, uh, it's clear the one that he had is, is not <laughs> as bad as some of the others because he's you know he, uh, he 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 fought it before and it went into remission before, so. I, I just gotta, know, just gotta. You would be surprised how many people are out there believing that. No, no offense, Raj. This is the shit people usually want to hear anyway. So I'm just gonna get into it. Look, I try to have faith in in, in mankind. I really, really, not the wrestler, but in human. <laughs> really do, and I like to believe we're in a better place than a lot of others would like to criticize that we're not in. Um, and when I see in here, you say something like that. That there's people out there that believe a man is out there lying or a company is lying or exaggerating about dying dying no right no that's horrible plus if you know wwe they're not taking their top guy off the road for four months <laughs> if you want to if you have to look at it that way because that's how screwed up <laughs> your guys' heads are yeah fine that makes sense too raj but good yeah Lord. and roman is smaller i mean it's not like uh <laughs> you know it's, it's anyway <laughs> Uh, it's incredible. I am so sorry. I, I, mm. It's the elephant in the room. There are people that think that. So. Yikes. So that's the internet. I mean, there's people that believe the uh, the earth is flat. Yeah. So. Yep. Age yourselves. Yes, yeah, some on the <laughs> yeah. some on the roster. I just, um. <laughs> so if you have Man, an orange uh, in a glass, you could be proven that that's you know, <laughs> the world is round. But anyway, we digress. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so Seth came out to join Roman on the ramp after his spot in the ring. Uh, awesome. Dean was not out there, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Well, they the last time 
Roman was out there, Dean was saying that God, you know, gave, you know, Roman the cancer because he deserved it for whatever reason. Remember that? <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> um, Awful. That's what they're going to do with Dean. They're going to make Dean the Roman cancer truther and be like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Oh. So um, I think it made sense to not, in a storyline purpose, to not have Dean out there yet and, yeah. and, and gradually get him in there. Where do you do that no cell thing where Dean shows up and puts his third arm, you know, puts the third fist bump out there together, and then the other two are just like, "What the fuck? What are you doing?" You know what I mean? Like, like kind of like uh, he Rollins did with him last right. week. Like, well, if the match is at Fastlane, it's next week. That's the only week they got to do it. Like we hate each other, dude. Did you forget that part? <laughs> yeah. It was funny. But, but they've been doing the tease. I mean, Ambrose and Seth backstage yeah. last week. So, yeah. but yeah, they got to kind of rush that. That would be a badass six-man tag, just for the record. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> so tonight we had Ricochet and Aleister Black versus The Revival. Uh, Raj, what's the deal? So Ricochet and Aleister Black, they've said goodbye to NXT. They're on the main roster now, correct? They're on the main roster, yeah. Wow. Matt, what would you think of this match? I don't like Aleister Black tagging and Ricochet tag team. Same here. They're both single star. They need to be showcased by themselves. If you don't have time for, then you show one, not both, and try to squeeze twenty pounds of shit, uh, of shit in a ten pound bag. Yeah, this was you know when I, on Twitter, this was one of the segments I had a problem with tonight. Um, the revival win the tag titles. They have not won a match on TV <laughs> since. They've lost twice. Yeah, Ricochet and Aleister Black. They're not a tag team. They don't no. look like a team. No, right? therefore they should not be winning. Yeah, well, or they shouldn't be. Uh, I mean, I don't think they should be losing tonight. But you have, yeah, exactly. Have them in singles matches. Yeah. Uh, have them beating Rude and Gable in singles matches or whoever. Yes. But, but they don't have double team moves that are planned out like every other tag team is supposed to have. That have been tagged together for you know for a little bit of a time at least. Coordinate, exactly. you know, coordinated tag team tagging in and out, cutting off the ring, double team moves, things like that. The tag teams generally have. They're two singles acts that have never tagged together. Just were called up to the main roster together. So you talk about two people that should never be winning. It would be these two in this exact predicament, no matter what, how good they are. But as singles, they should have been showcased singularly. And, and if, if you they, don't have the room, then you leave one out for the following week. It's only going to help them. Yes, you didn't put, have Gargano or, or Ciampa on the show either. But if, if the plan is to have Gargano, Ciampa versus the Revival uh, versus Ricochet and Aleister Black at Fastlane in the triple threat, Hmm. Uh, which it could be. I mean, that's how they build is it. Is that right? the rumor? No, but just by watching how they book. What and you that's, thought. Yeah. that's where I would think that uh, they're going. Uh, again, you still – you could have them beat Gable and Rude. You, you know, let yeah. the tag team champions win once in a while. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. You're right. Well, and Gargano and Ciampa, so last week, uh, without spoiling the specifics, they did shoot some storyline stuff between the two of them in, a, in NXT last week. Yeah, they did. That's their top angle. They're going to finish out that, I'm sure, right? Well, that angle was supposed to lead to them facing each other at TakeOver. But they can pull – oh, well, that's going to put a little damper on things. But either way, they could pull both off is what I'm saying. They can still do their NXT stuff and bookings until they're written off appropriately or Hunters are comfortable with it, rather. And they can still put me on Raw. SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just as a fan, I you know, it's weird because it's still all WWE. So it's always weird when you have like Drake Maverick as a heel on Raw, and then he's a babyface GM on Two Hundred Five Live, 
And then here you have Ciampa and, Gar Ciampa and Gargano as a tag team. And then if they're going to be feuding and then have a, you know, a big blow-off match at TakeOver, it, it just doesn't jibe with the, the WWE storyline. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe they, you know, they change where they're going with that. And uh, this is a rare case of tonight perhaps setting up chronologically a storyline in NXT uh, without spoiling it, Ricochet and Aleister Black, this is not the last time you're going to see them as a tag team. Right. They're going to be on SmackDown, right? No, on, on NXT. Ricochet yeah. and Black? Yeah. They're tag team together? In, uh, I believe in the Dusty Classic this year. I, th I think you're right, yeah. Okay, fine. Still two single stars being put together because of it. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. But, I mean, Samoa Joe and Finn Balor tagged together in NXT. Uh, you know, I mean... I don't know. You know, look, I think they're booking uh, Aleister Black, Ricochet, Gargano, and Ciampa 10,000 times better than Heavy Machinery, EC3, and Lacey <laughs> Oh, my Evans, God. Right? Matt, I'm just going to talk about this right now. I thought instantly of you that don't get any Anya rule, Heavy Machinery backstage in a segment with the goddamn Ascension. Uh, oh. You want to hear something worse? Poor guys. EC3 was on main event losing to Apollo Crews. Oh. Wow. I hope that he got sucks. paid. I hope he's making a ton of money uh, for what he's doing. Well, Matt, Matt, when you see something like this from all the stuff you've seen in wrestling, doesn't it seem like either Vince doesn't like EC3's face or something, or <laughs> someone has heat with EC3 or he hates that yes. the EC3 name was made in TNA? Something. Something yes. is up yes. because EC3, he's got the body. He's everything. He's heat that they like pushing. He's good promo. And the fact that they're burying him right off the bat. Yeah, uh, it, it makes you think something's up. And what happens is he'll rise to the occasion, hopefully, and get through this. And when he does and becomes a headline act one day, if he does, mark my words, whether it's Hunter or whether it's Vince, somebody's going to step in and take the credit for it and, <laughs> and say, remember in the beginning when all of you said you guys were burying him and we told you to stick stick along, stick along, watch, he'll come out of this and well, we've got a plan for him and you guys didn't want to wait. Well, here it is. Ta-da. No mother effers. That was him being good enough to get through the crap you booked him through and was talented enough to work around it and continue to get himself over and i would argue the best example of that not right now but over the years is is dolph uh ziggler they had no plans for him his plan was to come out and introduce himself 300 times an episode and look what he turned it into you want to know who's a good example of that um zach too and jericho do you remember when Jericho first came to WWF? Think they had better plans. Remember, they started burying him. He had heat with Triple H and DX, and yeah. they had him like mm -hmm. feuding with China, losing to China, mm -hmm. and like test. they were. That was a he, test. He was, he was he was like losing on heat for a while. I mean, they were pushing him down that ladder fast, and then he, he was losing on heat. Him. See, I don't remember him losing on heat. Yeah, I do he remember losing, him losing. Yeah, he was losing on heat. Um, so I mean, he was he was wow. getting pushed down fast, and you know. Totally See, overcame that. Okay, so I don't know what to, to, to feel that out, you guys, because you hear the stories how back in the day when they bring in someone from WCW or ECW, it was a huge star, they would put them through that test, right? They'd start them off with a huge push on week one and then eat shit sandwiches for the next eight weeks to huh. see how they would do. How would they would they have an ego about it? Would they not? You know, from every from the Dudleys to 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 everybody has gone through it. That that became a main event star, Booker, everybody. Um, they kept losing, but then they'd come out of it, right? I don't know if that was the same for Jericho, or maybe he really wasn't supposed to get over and just did. 
Well, he got over, and then Triple H and, and DX would complain that he couldn't work, and then they started. What? Yeah, yeah. They complained because Jericho couldn't. Work. Yeah, Jericho wow. told the story on his podcast. Like he approached Triple H, asked if they had heat, if he had heat, and Triple H said nuclear. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, he said nuclear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the heat for? They didn't tell him to his face. He couldn't work, obviously, because he couldn't. Yeah, they said he couldn't right. work. That he he was uh, he wouldn't listen. He he was. I mean, it was a lot of petty Man. stuff, is what it sounded like. Like I the could, WWF system is the right way, and he's okay. I was just gonna say, I could see the WWE way that they try to make everybody learn. Back yeah. then, the guys were wrestling really hard, really long matches. Like right. we're in WCW, they were taking nights off. But I would argue Eddie, Jericho, Malenko, Benoit, right. they sure as hell never took a night off in WCW. So I don't want to Mysterio, hear it's that's ridiculous. Right? No way. Yeah, him too. No way. Yeah. I want to take a moment, to thank one of the sponsors of this episode, which is Notecast. Notecast by XIQ. Uh, podcasts are fantastic. They're a great source of information and entertainment. And if you're like me, you cannot always remember when and where you heard something. I have been traveling. The last day is a complete and total blur. I've listened to probably 20 different podcasts. And I swear I would be hard pressed to tell you uh, that one funny little tidbit, that one anecdote where it was I heard it. I get emails and messages from our listeners. Matt, someone messaged me a while ago and said, uh, what was the podcast, the episode you guys were talking about, Electric uh, Boogaloo Breaking 2? You know, and you were quizzing me on the names. Yeah, and it was like, okay, well, which one? Because that's come up before. Uh, Now, there is something revolutionary, and that is Notecast by XIQ. It's an app available for iOS and Android, and it is a game changer. You can use it to subscribe and listen to all of your favorite podcasts. We can also use it to save portions of the podcast whenever you want, and it even automatically generates a transcript for you. All you do is tap the note button on the play screen or pause the podcast and say save that. So you can do this voice activated. And the Notecast app will save the last 30 seconds of what you heard. So you can go back and listen later. It will also generate that transcript as a digital note. There's also an option to have it emailed to you. Uh, I really like this app a lot, especially, I don't know about you guys, I will search for specific guests on a podcast, so lately I've been listening to interviews with Burt Kreischer, a comedian who I think is hilarious, and when I get confused which appearance is which, so I've been using it to save whether it's a good story or an anecdote where he's talking about a job or a party or some just crazy experience he's gotten into. I listen to a lot of entrepreneur podcasts and I'll save stuff on there, whether it's a business tip, I listen to food podcasts, I'll use it to save recipes and I've used it just to even save conversations or portions I want to go back to and check out later. Uh, it's an absolute must have podcast app, Notecast. It is absolutely fantastic. It is the perfect cure for in one ear and out the other. And you can download Notecast for iOS or Android by going to notecast.app. That's notecast.app. And we've got a special offer for our listeners. You could try it free for 60 days, no credit card required. Just enter our code INC when you complete your sign-up. Again, that's notecast.app. And use our code INC to try it free for 60 days. I'm really digging this. This is changing the way I listen to podcasts. I think it's going to change the way you listen to podcasts. Go to Notecast, check it out on your device, and enter that promo code INC to try it free for 60 days. We thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, So tonight, uh, by the way, uh, Black caught Dawson, hit the black mask on him to get that pin. uh, Ricochet and Alistair Black going over the revival. Um, Elias was out for a performance but he was interrupted by Lacey Evans so 
of these call-ups, <laughs> Matt Morgan, would it surprise you that Lacey Evans is the one that Vince McMahon sees the most potential in, according to the rumors floating out there? Not at all. She's blonde hair, and she's tall, and she's athletic. That's all. That, that's Vince's. We all know it. That's what it is, right? I'm, I was. I used to joke, and in really over-the-top, arrogant promos, I used to call myself when I was just starting off, and I was daring to call myself the blueprint. I was calling myself Vince McMahon's wet dream come true. <laughs> and well, and the female side, that's what she is that, that for, for, for Vince, this is exactly what he always looks for. It's always the same type and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me at all. It's the Alexa bliss syndrome, right? Like, you know, who's going to get pushed and, uh, and Lacey Evans has got the look, but I think anyone that's she seen did. her work in NXT. She's terrible. No offense to her, but she's just still, she's still, still new. She's still new. She's green. Yeah. Yeah. It's not on her. I just think her gimmick sucks, but oh, her, her story, her, oh, yeah. Yeah. her, really, her real story is great. Yes. Hello. She's like a legitimate badass. Yeah. Yeah. Military veteran, mom. To right. my understanding, I could have sworn she was, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I was told she was a drill sergeant. Oh, wow. Yeah, my that sound that sounds right. I'd, I'd have to double check, but yeah, the gimmick. Anytime you're doing that, like you're from another age, whether it's uh, a <laughs> seventies guy or the Von villains, you know. But Clint. it's like no one believes <laughs> it. It's Clint, so like, bad. You don't like you don't like wrestlers from other uh, ages, generations, <laughs> decades. Okay, when, when no did one believes start? it, right? So we talked about Gorgeous George. Uh, that they're crazy when, and they should be put in an, a mental institution. <laughs> yeah, but when did this idea start? Like, oh, he's a okay. I get he's a construction worker by day, he wrestles by night. Okay, that makes sense to me. But some of these, like Tyler Breeze, he's an international male model, but he likes to wrestle in the ring. So with Lacey Evans, she's a debutante who doesn't like all your trash talk. And she's here to, you know, show you who's boss in the ring. It just doesn't quite yeah. flow the same. I'm sure in a year she won't she won't have that. You know, that that aspect of her character will probably be gone. Why does it have to be at all? Right. Yeah, anytime you get too gimmicky, it just when it's too gimmicky, it never works. See, I know people feel like they have to find a character and they go over okay. the top. When when it's not natural, it just sucks. But like they make her a heel and make her be Queen B. Like, cause to my understanding, she thinks she's Queen B from some of the rookies I've talked to that had tryouts that she had to help out. Like she's she's very confident in herself, is all I'll say, and that she's yeah. very She's 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 there. You know she's there when she's talking to you and directing you, right? So if she's yeah. got that in her, and she's this military. Uh, she served in our military. Yeah. She's a badass, dude. And you need to highlight that. Yeah, and I just have her thinking yourself. like none of these other girls are badasses. That they don't work as hard yeah, as she does. You, yeah, when you, you don't have to have her dress like GI Joe. Just you know, use right. that as part of her exactly. character, dude. No, that's exactly right, dude. When you guys, when you girls were out tanning and playing on the diva show, I was out saving lives and PS saving our damn country in the process. How about them apples? Like, you can't top that promo. Right. And it's real. It's, yeah, it's effective, and people you you don't know if she, you know if that's real or not, and that's what makes it great when you when you can get that. Yeah, man. I'm sorry if you served in our military. I'm just uh, you. You just automatically are a badass. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. No. I, I mean, when she cuts that. a promo saying that, you can, you don't know if she's like saying that or being like a corporal Kirshner or whatever. Being like, well, no, no, no. Like, say if she's saying it because it's so real. Like, if she could really be meaning it, or if she that's part of the script, uh, you just wouldn't know with you know with someone like that. Um, 
you know, when, when someone cuts a promo and you can't, and they, they do it so well that you can't tell if that's what they were supposed to have said or that's what they went off script saying. Mm. And uh, when you get a character like that, and I think Lacey Evans could be that, if that makes sense. But anyway. No, absolutely. But no, I think it, the time has got to be, we've got to move past some of this stuff. You know, this idea. like oh, randomly walking thing. out, waving and walking <laughs> No, I mean, well, yes, they need to give her matches. They need to give her build. I mean, she, maybe she'll do something at Fastlane, although that's coming up here pretty soon. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's tough sometimes for me to suspend disbelief of, you know, why is this person in the wrestling ring? Um, but, no, her story is great. So Dean Ambrose came out, and, yeah, Lacey just made an appearance. Uh, Dean came out, and Dean uh, interrupted Elias, talked about he wanted a no a DQ match with – Drew McIntyre and ended up doing the uh, dirty deeds on Elias. Wow. Tonight. Yeah. Poor Elias. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it's giving him something. So he's going to be feuding with Dean, right? So at least that's, that's feuding something. or a one week off. One um, week, one off. I don't know if this is leading to the fast lane match with the shield, uh, but it, it you yeah, know, with feuding. Elias attacking him later, uh, it does look uh, like yeah. at least for a couple weeks. Yeah. So. What would the match be with Elias then? You're saying? I think it's the Elias, Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre against the Shield and Braun Strowman. Because they did the the triple power bomb and Braun Strowman oh, elimination okay. chamber, and they got Elias okay. involved here. So possibly uh, that's what I would guess. Well, it's something. Uh, did you guys see uh, they were doing the Ric Flair birthday shoutouts and they showed Todd oh, Gurley? Yeah. Uh, what about him? I, I, do you think that I know Vince McMahon owns the XFL, and as the owner of the XFL, do you think Vince McMahon knows who Todd Gurley is? Hell no! <laughs> I, just, Hell I just find no. that hilarious. I remember when Vince first started the XFL, and he was asked his favorite NFL, his favorite football players of all time, and he said, uh, "Wahoo McDaniel and Ernie Ladd." <laughs> You're kidding me! No, that was oh those were the God. two we could come up. Uh, with. I, I was guessing Fran Tarkenton or Bradshaw or something. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I think that OJ Simpson always showed a lot of initiative yeah. out there on the field. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, right? Like, yeah. yeah, he has no clue who that is. I guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, Natalia and Ronda Rousey face the Riot Squad, but more important than this uh, match itself is what happened after the match. Um, went on for a little bit, and then Becky Lynch came out and caused a DQ, attacking Ronda, stopping Rousey from uh, finishing the match. And, uh, yeah, Becky attacked Natalia ringside, uh, Rhonda security had to pull it apart and this led to Rhonda calling out Stephanie McMahon to try and get Becky reinstated. Uh, when Stephanie McMahon, uh, resisted Rhonda, did, did she drop the title? I mean, she sounded like I'm not, what'd you say? I'm not interested in accessories, you know, her promo was something. all over the place. Like she was like, yeah, I couldn't quite follow it in the WrestleMania main event and then saying, uh, she wants to reinstated in WWE. And, you know, it was just like, she just could she if she couldn't keep her thoughts uh, fluid, it was just kind of all over. Um, that being said, I like that this was where, uh, no offense to Becky fans, but I like that this was it. Like that she didn't come out in the flare celebration like a lot of people were expecting. Um, so I liked it here. I thought Becky came out. You know, I think what do you mean? Becky no offense just, to Becky fans? Though. I don't know what you mean. Because pe people are like, oh, Becky should have been involved with the main event. You know, the main event angle. She should have interrupted Ric Flair's celebration. That's what. People have been saying all week. 
No, it would have hurt her, you guys, don't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Doing that in Atlanta, his 70th birthday, it, it was not, perfect the way they did it. It wouldn't have gotten anything on her. It would have hurt her is what it would have done. She would have been the least important person in that moment in time. Yeah, That's not what you want. She needs to be the most important. And the argument's going to be, well, then, cool. Matt, why, not, why can't she be the most important person in that segment with Flair and, and the rest of them all? You know what I mean? That's what they're arguing is, yeah, is what yeah. I'm guessing. Yes. Right? Because you could have done it where Charlotte is unhappy that Rick is getting all the, you know, all sure. the, the spotlight, and then yeah. Becky comes out and puts her in her place. But it, the way they really, did it tonight was much better. Do we really need to explain to those fans? Do those fans really need an explanation <laughs> on the the history and the story of, of Flair and everybody that was involved in that? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, a little bit more. So, more. so Ronda, okay, so she laid down the title. Yeah. And left it. Do you think the WWE is gonna be quick to explain what's going on? No, they the kind of did later. Just, yeah, they basically said it was an ultimatum. Like either okay, gotcha. Either that's right. Quit. You're right. That's the way I took it too. I thought well, that she would threaten her more physically, yeah. and and I was ready to have an argument saying if she threatens her physically and she cowtails for it, right, or cowtails for it, what does it say about Becky Lynch when she tried threatening her and nothing happened? Yeah. So that was good that that didn't happen, actually. No, I agree with that. So um, at this point, when I was hanging out with uh, my extended family, I put the wrestling on the TV, stopped secretly watching it on, on my phone, mm-hmm. and was explaining, oh, Ronda Rousey's in there. And then, like, Matt, this couldn't have gone better. I started saying, yeah, and, you know, wrestling's actually come a long way. The women are taken seriously now. We're mm-hmm. beyond two-dimensional stereotypes. It's a lot more sophisticated than it used to be. And then, like, clockwork, Jinder Mahal came out there. No. To do that match with Kurt Angle. Yeah, oh, and I was no. like, oh, my God, please. Just let the power go out. Oh, Something, anything. Yeah. So I'm not Dude, having to watch this like, with my family. That's like the one hundredth of, like, what they do nowadays. Yeah, and then, oh, that sucks, Glenn. I'm sorry. I feel for you. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I, mean, I was I was listening to Bruce Pritchard's podcast about WrestleMania 19 15 years ago, and the stuff today is so tame compared to what they did back then. Oh, it was insane. God. They had the girls gone wild, pay per view, and, and all <laughs> you know, Nidia trying to break into Hugh Hefner's house, and all this crazy stuff back then. So, yeah, stuff today is very very uh, tame compared to that. But yes, gender um, for me is just. You know they've they've damaged gender so much that when yeah, he's on, it's just like oh, I can skip this segment. Yeah, it's a shame. <sighs> why? Why is this what Kurt's doing? I feel like with Kurt, Kurt is an underused asset to the WWE. Oh, for sure. um, gotcha. Yeah, I, mean, for I don't sure. know. I mean, there was talk of him doing a retirement match at WrestleMania. Um, Should be with Jinder Mahal. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, probably Baron Corbin is what I'd guess. Okay, and he will go crazy, Kurt. Knowing him, um, he'll go crazy if it was like for him to win, which it probably wouldn't be. But like he goes opposite direction, and he goes ballistic when he thinks somebody else should go over. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't shut up and drives the writers crazy about it, like all day until he makes them see his point of view on why AJ Styles or someone like that needs to beat him. Yeah, I always respected the sh- the crap out of him for that man because he'd go the extra mile. He would, I mean, he would go like I'm being serious. He'd curse at him. He'd do what he have, whatever he'd have to do 
to stick up for the other person's part, part of that storyline and the, the continuum of it being important that they win because it's where we were leading the fans to and we've got to deliver. Screw this, I'm Kurt Angle and I'm the hierarchy and this guy's down here still working his way up thing. Because that was a big thing in TNA, if you guys remember. They were so scared to pull the trigger on so many of us against these Scott Steiners, Booker T's, Mick, Foley's, Kurt Angles, you name it. There's about a year there. They are so scared they put us over on those guys. Yeah. And they finally pulled the trigger. But So Kurt never was cool with that. I always appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah, man. So Kurt got the win tonight. Um I hope I hope he has a good run. They give him just a good run before the end if he's retiring. He looks like something's up. You know what I mean? He he's not like normal Kurt, so I, I am worried for him. I hope he's okay. WWE would not put him in there if he wasn't, so that's the good news. Yeah, you can just tell like he's hurting or something. Something um, because as soon as he's walking to the ring, he just doesn't look like himself. No, he's exactly. But uh, you know, I did like that this match was short. I, you know, I felt like the the matches were quicker and it led to a faster paced show tonight. I kind of liked it. Yeah, I did too. Except for uh, Bailey and Nia, I Bailey thought the show, showed the slow down, uh, slowed the show down. But uh, outside of that, I thought it was a really fast paced show. You're right. It, and it was and it was so good. It reminded me of Smack. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say it reminded me. Of, I know you're going to hate me for this, guys, but it kind of reminded me of SmackDown. <laughs> As far as it was a little bit faster paced, it just was three hours long. Yeah. No, what happened? And I think, I mean, honestly, could you ask for something better to bookend in segments than Roman Reigns coming out to tell you it was cancer's in remission nope. and ending with Ric Flair's birthday star-studded celebration? No. Yeah. 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 Like, if anything, that should have been a little longer, I thought. The Flair's right. Flair yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so we had a moment of bliss with Alexa Bliss on stage welcoming Finn Balor. And, uh, okay, so this part I didn't see fully. What happened during this, Rush? She's naturally funny, I think, by the way. I think she's I think she's great. I think she's very charismatic. Yeah, um, so, so Alexa Bliss, I don't know if her gimmick now is that she's horny or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> Right? Because uh, when she had EC3 she's on, she was just fawning over him. And she had Finn on tonight. She's talking about his abs and how and she's like hitting on him. Yeah, she's like hitting on him. Um, <laughs> like you see Vince McMahon pitching that. Her gimmick is just she's horny all the time. Yeah, just like always <laughs> horny for all the guys. Horny, horny. <laughs> oh yeah, horny. Like, You're just gonna love Vince. these men. <laughs> Vince, isn't that demeaning? You don't understand. When a woman hits near thirty, she's at her sexual peak. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I, I actually didn't I, – I wasn't a fan of this segment. Um, so Finn's out there smiling. Then Leo came out. He's like trying to – I think he's trying to challenge Finn to a two-on-one again. Um, and then Finn, who's – you know, he's a baby face, and he's like trying to fight just the smaller guy one-on-one -on -one and is like happy that he's getting the match against the smaller guy when, you know, you would think the baby face wants the bigger guy one-on-one. -on -one. He wants a fair fight against the bigger, the bigger challenge. So – Finn's out there smiling, goads Leo into a one-on-one -on -one match. And for whatever reason, Alexa Bliss, uh, Leo goes, okay, we can do it, um, but it's got to be later tonight. And Alexa Bliss is like, no, that match is happening right now. Like, all of a sudden, she's got uh, GM powers. So it's just stuff like that where there's it makes no logical sense why Alexa <laughs> Bliss can make that kind of a ruling. Yeah, it And it's not hard to get around that. Just be like, 
just have Leo say, well, yeah, I'll face you one-on-one. Just put the Intercontinental title on the line. Let's do it right now. Finn accepts. And you don't have that stupid plot hole. So, well, anyway. Still, how well, does it officially get made, though? I don't understand. Well, yeah. Well, there is that because on one show, you got a contract signing tomorrow night. And then this, oh, you, you verbally agree to do it or something. Well, just just do something that explains it. That, yeah, you know, something better than Alexa being able to all of a sudden d- dictate when a match is going on. Anyway. <laughs> she's she's horny for good wrestling, clearly. <laughs> Couldn't control herself from making the match. Speaking of which, I want to take a moment to thank the second sponsor of this episode, which is Blue Chew. Guys, women do reach their sexual peak around 30. Guess uh-huh. what? Yours was at 17. Those days are long in the past. We have a lot of women listening, too. I started with 26, but go ahead, yeah, well, it's a pleasant ride downhill, Matt, but, you know, it's never going to be what it once was. Except now, you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence back. Listen up. BlueChew.com. Blue like the color blue. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, the stuff that works, the stuff that makes the magic happen where it counts. And you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys with dysfunction. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. And I mentioned this last week. You guys keep sending me uh, DMs and messages. I actually got something really, uh, really kind of heartfelt and really nice from a listener. He asked me not to share his name, but he said he recently got out of a relationship he was in for five years. And with dating, he has been so nervous when it gets to the point to get down with a girl because he hasn't been with someone new in a right, long time right, yeah. that he was having problems. It's, it worked fine when he was on his own. He just needed to get that extra boost, and Blue Chew has made it. So uh, with, the, with the girl that he's really seriously interested in, so now he's not going to be self-conscious when that happens. He's not going to have an aborted launch, as it were, uh, and he's going to be able to function. Um, yeah, it was really, really great to hear that. Love that it's helping people in relationships, helping people that are single. It's uh, really been magic for our audience and certainly magic for Raj, Matt, and myself who've tried it and told you all the gory details on this podcast. Now, Blue Chew is prescribed online. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person's doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, none of that awkwardness that entails. They are made in the USA, and since they prepare and ship direct, they're actually cheaper than going to your pharmacy or through your health plan. And right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code WINC. You're only going to pay $5 shipping. They're going to send you like four or five pills. You're going to get a great sample uh, for that free shipment when you use the promo code WINC. You're going to be able to try it, check it out, see what you think. Send me a DM and let me know. Uh, That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code WINC to try it free. Blue Chew's the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast and really for improving all of our sex lives here at Wrestling Inc. And for and for those of you that are still, on, I don't know how you could possibly still be on the fence with it. But for those of you that are that are too cool for school, and and make fun of it and, and things of that nature, and don't have a reason to use it, here's your reason. I'm challenging you. I am challenging you to go out and at least try it. We just gave you a deal of a lifetime, a deal of an op, uh, an opportunity of a lifetime to try this. So go out there, try it, and prove me wrong. Message me. Tell me how how horribly wrong and way off base I was, and um, and I'll give you some of you guys. I'll, I'll be willing to. Uh, let's see. Um, 
well, some of you guys will be able to cover some of your your, your charge. I'll come cover some of your charges, but wow. what I, but but what I what I would like to go out on a limb and say there's there's some of you guys that I don't want to say are embarrassed to do it or whatever, but there is something holding you back, and I want you guys to try it too because it is that good. It really works that well, and it's not just for guys that 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 are a little bit older and things aren't you working like they used to they they just literally increase and make everything you're doing from every aspect of your date on just better because you're more confident you're not gonna have to worry about the crap that happens later on especially with the situation glenn just laid down on us from oh my god do you remember that matt i know you've been with your wife for a really long time but i remember dating where you have that nervousness like is it going to happen? Yeah. You get it so up in your head and then you think, am I going to maybe have a problem? I would always have it when it was uh, someone that I would just, you ever get that feeling you're going out with something like, I can't believe this person's interested in me. And then you just yeah. psych yourself yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's not bury the lead there. Matt Morgan shoot offering a, essentially a money back guarantee. Now to claim that Matt, do they have to send you a photo of, <laughs> of a limp? You know what? Yeah. I want to see it. You know, I think before you verify this, like one uh, tr erect without the blue chew and one erect with the blue chew. And if go. Matt Morgan doesn't spot a difference, he'll uh, reimburse your $5. Matt, Matt Morgan trolling for dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> Use that promo code W-I-N-C at Bluetooth.com, and we think they're going to love this ad, Matt, when they listen to, uh, it's, to this here on the podcast. It really does work that well, guys. I would never suggest any of this if it wasn't. I assure you guys oh. you'd be blown away like I was. Well, and hopefully blown in more than one way. Um, anyhow, oh, that's going to get the explicit tag on this one. Uh, okay, so this led to a match, Leo Rush versus Finn Balor. Which mm -hmm. was for the Intercontinental title. Uh, this set up uh, angle backstage with uh, between Leo and Bobby. Bobby said he was supposed to get him a match, but Leo took it for himself. What did you think of this, Matt, now that uh, Finn is wrestling Leo Rush on the regular? Okay. Uh, okay, action-wise, I love it. I do. I can't say I, I, I do. I like it. Am I pissed that this is what they think of Finn? Because let's be honest, you know him versus Leo is some sort of like, I don't want to say deep push, but it's something. It's something that's down, right? It's not the main event. It's not the semi-main event where he should be. It's something where Vince or whoever's doing this to him has got this stupid hard on, pun intended for the last plug we just gave, um, for size, for, for, for guys with size and guys that, that aren't as big, like Finn. It's like Vince is having like a flashback to like, I don't know, like 2004 or something, like 2001. It's really weird. It doesn't make any sense to me. He should be beating the the brakes off of people like Bobby Lashley or people of that caliber and that level, not him. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, kind of to your point, I think what you're saying uh, – just because you can have a great match with somebody doesn't mean it makes sense in, in terms of the story. Finn Balor's the Intercontinental Champion. Having him have a competitive match with Leo Rush, yeah. as entertaining as it is, Leo it's Rush has been like this, uh, been treated as an annoying mouthpiece that's little. It's a manager, would be manager, right? Right. He should, that should be easy to beat. I mean, if I'm yeah. watching this, uh, you know, and I don't really, if I don't really watch wrestling, I'm watching this, I'm like, if this guy has, if Finn has such a hard time beating Leo, he's going to get destroyed by Lashley. He's got no no chance. That makes you know it's unrealistic. Um, and it shouldn't. I mean, it should have been an easy win for Finn. It shouldn't have went long. You could have a few cool moves, uh, some cool high flying spots, but Finn get the quick win. It should, it, 
it just in terms of a story, it, it doesn't make sense for this to be competitive yeah. right now where Finn is at. Mm-hmm. So Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. Oh, and Finn won that match. Uh, I'm sure as one can predict. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman never really got going. They traded some blows, and then Strowman went to the back um, after talking trash. Yeah, Strowman basically just floored Lashley and, and Leo a couple times on the floor, and that was that was it. He was doing that running charge. So, <sighs> man, which if you were to tell me how far Braun's fallen, if you were to tell me that that was a high spot. Okay, back when I started, and I, I swear to Christ, you guys, I had the shooting star, and I used to get yelled at. It. I was almost fired by Cornet for doing it. He says, if he ever sees me do it again in practice, I'll do it on a crash pad, mind you, that I'd be fired. <laughs> what all pain you be a seven foot? God dang, right, Mr. What the bleep is wrong with you? Da, 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 da. He read me the riot act. I got a call from Johnny A's later that afternoon saying, Matt, impressive, but guess what? You'll never be doing it, so don't do it again. So when I see Braun, getting huge pops for running around the ring and, ta- and doing a tackle, I'm sitting here going, what the bleep? You want to talk about timing, you know, for, for, for being a big man and being athletic and, and doing, able to do some really cool shit that they wouldn't let me do when I first started, not just me, others too. Tess could do some really cool stuff too that they would never let him do um, and others. And uh, now, you know, I'm looking at a dude getting a freaking pop. Like he's coming off the top rope with something crazy when it's just a running tackle, which is cool. He's going to have a longer career because of it. It's safe. But I'm going, he's just running, people. What the hell? What's so hard about that? <laughs> like, why are you all so impressed by that? It, it did look, it does totally look cool, especially when totally you do it like Kevin Owens. To I'm totally hating on I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> it does look cool. Like when he would do it to Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens would flip around flip in the air. Around, yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, this was, I mean, again, it was just a quick segment. And I, the good thing about it is it was kind of short. It, but, it uh, was, but it was another reminder, like Glenn said, of where he is. Yeah. And where he shouldn't be down there. Braun hasn't pinned anyone since he's been back, right? I haven't noticed that. Yeah, he won a tables match last week. And then he asked like, the fans, don't, 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 don't say anything else. Fans at home watching in the chat room, really quick. Don't look it up online either. Do all of you notice it like that? If Braun has won matches, if he's had any pins, I should say. Yeah, because he did win the tables match, but I don't think the, he's. The reason yeah. I asked that is, is that just you who's super stuck on people, win, which is good, wins and losses. It should be that way. Or me who has legit ADD. I'm not trying to be smart ass or funny. I have ADD. It was a special way because of it. Who doesn't notice that and never pays attention and is out the window a week later and couldn't tell you who won last week. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, if, anyone in the chat, if you could think of Braun winning a match by pinfall, uh, by pin. And don't look it up. That defeats the purpose. Yeah. Don't, don't look it up. Just off the top of your head, be like, oh, yeah, we pinned so-and-so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's been since uh, – I think since November that we're oh talking about. Oh my God! What? Yeah, this big monster. Oh, yeah, that's so terrible. Long. That's terrible. Yeah, I just remember him putting Baron through the table. God. Um, yeah. Raj, what are they doing? Yeah, I know. I feel like I ask this every week, but like, what the hell are they doing? There? Yeah, I guess TLC. Yeah, I guess TLC, TLC did, but that was after Kurt Angle and all those guys beat the hell out of him, and then Ron just put the. You know, yeah, the foot on the chest or whatever. Anyway, they've kind of killed his momentum, but um, this I felt like this should have been the week. The Braun gets a pinfall win. If you don't want to beat Lashley, have him beat somebody else. There's plenty of guys. I mean, has Bobby really been booked that strongly to begin with? I mean, 
This is what I keep saying, how they book themselves in corners they don't need to be in. Stop putting Finn in matches with people he can't just beat straight up. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, there's Leo Rush then, Matt. We're giving you Leo Rush then because that's who we do want to put him in a match where he could beat cleanly. Then guess what? That Finn, you just don't push then if you're WWE because you're not doing it right and you're not doing him any justice. You're not getting to the heights he should get to. He's got to beat stars. Yeah. Same with Braun for sure. Charlie Caruso backstage with Seth Rollins. Uh, Who's getting way too comfortable. She's getting way too comfortable with some of her <laughs> questions with how she asks them. I don't know if you guys have picked up on it. Start paying attention to it. You'll see it. It's like a character. I'm being serious. Like somebody's giving her direction, it feels like. Yeah. So what's Rollins' status right now, Raj? Who? Uh, Rollins. Is Rollins cleared to wrestle? I don't think so. Um he was not as of last week, and the fact that he didn't wrestle tonight, I'm sure he's clear uh, close because you know they're clearly booking the Shield. So I'm guessing that's Fastlane. So that's next week mm-hmm. or a week from Sunday. So uh, he, but he's not wrestling at house shows yet. God, I feel like they're wasting Roman's first match back on Fastlane. I feel like they could almost keep that going till Mania. Yeah, maybe they just feel like they need something because Fastlane. What else do they? I mean, yeah, you got Daniel Bryan and Kofi. Um, it's something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got no DQ. Dean Ambrose versus Drew McIntyre this week. Drew McIntyre winning with the Claymore kick. Dean's having a very interesting, uh, perhaps final act in the WWE. At, at least he was more competitive this week. He, it wasn't a, a two-minute squash like last week. Yeah. Do you notice that spot where Dean took off his belt and he had another belt underneath? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. So that was funny. Was I thought funny. Dean was entertaining in this. Uh, obviously, oh, the story yes. is what happened after the, after the match. Yeah. But I got to say one thing. With Renee Young is I just find her hard to listen to in Dean's matches. Uh, yeah. I'm starting to get annoyed I don't want... with every match, but okay. Yeah. I don't want to criticize her, though. I, I'm like, don't want to criticize we, her. I think she's need... so likable, you don't want to. But it, the bigger that. picture, and I'm kind of like, I'm definitely with Glenn on this. I agree with you. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, Glenn, but we need the business needs to evolve. And it's only going to evolve with getting a different cast of characters by calling the action, in my opinion. One day we're going to get an amazing woman that's doing that. It just ain't Renee. But we can't shit on her too much because if we do, they're not going to give an opportunity to another female to do it that's going to be able to bang this out like nobody's business, right? Yeah. Just... I think maybe six more months. Six more months she'll, she'll be. Oh, no. I think the, the jury's out. I think she's yeah. she's just not fit for that spot. She's great in that like talking smack role. She was, I think she's yeah. like she was ESPN call. So, yeah. Oh, yes. She reminded me of what's her name? She used to be on ESPN. I think she still is. Um, come on, you know, blonde as well. Super funny. Um, oh, come on, you guys know where I promise. I, I, she's uh, a WWE fan. Yeah, I know. Uh, she dated CM Punk. Her, um, what is her name? She's Aaron Andrews? No, no, very close. Well, uh, Melissa, Mich- Michelle, Mo- like- yes, Michelle, uh, something bug. Something. Oh, it's bugging God. me. It's like on the Beetle something, Beetle, Michelle Beetle, or something like that. Beats Beetle. Michelle Beetle. Michelle Be- Beetle. B A L B A T L E. Yeah. Michelle Beetle. Her. She was badass on sports. She was my favorite one on ESPN. She was yeah. so charismatic. 
I, I thought Renee, my, I'm telling you guys right now, when I used to see her on TSN, I'm like, holy crap, she's kind of like her. She's very similar. Yeah. And WWE signed her like not too long after. I remember I was in Canada for doing an indie show. I was like, wow, that was a great sign by WWE. I still think it is because she is super talented. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what it is with her on, is, is it being maybe yelled at in the, in the headset? Maybe. You know? Well, let's talk about the format of WWE commentary for a second. You've got Corey Graves, who's got these scripted one-liners and punchlines that he's working in, trying so hard to be clever. you got Michael Cole, who's Mr. Platitude. I've been doing this so long. I have no emotion, no spontaneity. Um, not the easiest scenario for Renee being the first woman on WWE commentary. Don't you think it's so easier to be cool anytime you're next to Michael Cole? Isn't it easy to do that, though? <laughs> Well, that's Corey Graves' spot. He kind of is. It's yeah. impossible not to be cool when you're with Michael Cole. Yeah, just Renee. She's and, just she's just bad at um, she's bad at selling the importance of anything, making anything seem like it hurts. <laughs> you know, like she's, you know why should she be you, doing that? Part. They've got her in the Saxton role. That's the problem. Is that oh, yeah. I think that the problem is she's just not made for commentary. It's a different. It's like a left tackle versus a quarterback. They're just different I, positions. And I'm probably being a homer here, but I just don't think there's anything she can't do. I'm, I think she's that damn good, dude. Yeah, she's had a long time. I mean, she did it in NXT without Vince's, you know, Vince in her headset. She wasn't good there. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. She had, she had a little tryout. Um, I just don't so, think maybe you have her call the actual action, but talk about the characters, the the guys. There, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's got to be a way to evolve it. I don't know. I mean, she's very yes. sharp and very fast. And on yes. pre-shows even, talking smack, she could flow. She's she can improv. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, on that, yeah, that format, she's fantastic. She's the best. I, I, she's the she best the I've best. seen. And, and backstage interviews, I used to say, like, she was the best I've seen yeah. since Gene Okerlund. Um, wow, that's a huge praise, man. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That I really mean, who is. else? Who else? I've never heard anyone say that. That's amazing. That's awesome. Anyway. <clears throat> Uh, so Drew McIntyre won that match. After that, Baron Corbin came out along with Bobby Lashley uh, and Elias. Elias McIntyre, Corbin, and Lashley entered the ring, gang up on Ambrose, and then out came Seth Rollins with the steel chair. Out came Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns came into the ring and dropped Lashley with a Superman punch. Uh, yeah, and Reigns also hit a spear on Drew. So Reigns, Rollins, and Ambrose, the shield, back together. Well, um, they didn't. They didn't do anything with Ambrose yet. They kind of looked at him and, yeah. and, and walked away. It so. was still something. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, that's still pretty cool. Right. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people that listen to us that don't watch the show. So I just want to make it clear not, that they did yeah. not reunite. They did, they did not wonder twins and put the fist together. They did right. touch their fist together and yelled, "We're back together." Which is, <laughs> <laughs> We're back. <laughs> So yeah, they, they haven't gotten back together yet. Officially, they left Dean in the ring and, and went to the back. But they, they kind of while they were going to the back, they looked back. Uh, they looked at, back at Dean. That was, I thought it was great. I thought it was very well done. And they stuck their tongues out. <laughs> this was I thought it was very well done. Um, great well, stuff. Good storytelling, right? Yeah. Uh, Michael Cole congratulated The Rock on Page. Um, the box office success of fighting with oh. my family. Did you guys go? See yes, it? I did. I got to see the sneak peek the night before. Um, oh, nice. The whole movie is I'm out of this world. I cried 40 different times like a big puss. I don't care. <laughs> it was that. Guys, those of you who have seen it, you, you know what I'm talking about. It was amazing to, to, to be able to get in the moment with their, with, their fam, with her family, you know, when she finally hits it. 
Very, very cool. Yeah, it's at uh, open at number four at the box office. You know, this isn't wasn't a big blockbuster movie. Wait, it's what? A, Time out. What? Yeah, it opened fourth. At the, That's freaking pretty good. No. Yeah, no, no, it's not bad. Um, eight not, million, eight million opening for. Wow. Yeah, you know, again, it's kind of like a. It's not a big. I didn't big know budget. that big. Yeah, yeah. Like, I only thought select theaters were getting this. I'll be honest. Yeah. So it, it, you know, did pretty well. I mean, it's got an eleven million dollar production budget, so that means the overall mm-hmm. budget is probably like twenty million. I should be able to. It'll it'll probably make money. So, um, yeah. Kudos to them. I ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Great reviews. Good. So it's a hell of a story. It, 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 I think it had it has a higher Rotten Tomatoes score than I think any movie that was nominated for Best Picture last night at the Academy Awards. <laughs> Because that's a complete wow. farce. That is such a work. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. We think people make fun of us for for us for watching wrestling. Please, those are watching Academy Awards and think that those are legitimate awards is BS. I'm sorry. Yeah. Some of them were great, and some of them were just like, come on. Star is Born was great. Some of the others were. Yeah. Thought of so. course. I thought the Bohemian Rhapsody was great. What was the one you just said? Well, no, what was the one with um? Come on, you just said it with um. Green Book. Thank you. you Did not see. No, I I think the real story of the Green Book is fascinating. Uh, There's actually a documentary on Smithsonian this week about the actual Green Book and the history that I highly recommend that for people that want to learn more on Smithsonian Channel. Um, no, Bohemian Rhapsody was good. Uh, I thought Black Panther was good. I mean, there was a lot of... To yeah, they were good movies. Black Clansman was pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that yet. I, I did. That was pretty good, too. Forward to it. Um, but it's a but, uh, People can't mock us for wrestling. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but fighting with my family, what I liked is even with the issues I had with the liberties they took with the story and the things they changed, it still sports movied me in that in that third act like i still believed it suspended disbelief on the things that were not accurate and still got misty-eyed when uh she went over uh zelina vega playing aj aj it's yeah. awesome yeah. right and i guess that's not a spoiler right because we've it, it happened yeah. on Raw, it legitimately so. happened right yeah, yeah. Um, but also kind of bittersweet, though. I mean, knowing the story, they didn't put the end card. What happened with Paige and her career and having to retire due to medical issues? I thought that was uh, it, there's so, so much more. Her brothers, for instance, they have a whole spinoff they could do on how tough those oh, yeah. two dudes are in real life. Those two are notorious for whipping people's ass. Her brothers, they're legit thugs. <laughs> I thought the guy Legit. that cast was her brother didn't make it in the movie. Um, he was too charismatic because you had that. You had Vince Vaughn trying to say like, "Oh, he doesn't have it." But that guy, I was like, "No, this actor and the way he's playing could totally hang in the WWE, certainly yeah. in NXT." Easily, easily. Yeah, uh, and I would and argue Vince Vaughn, real brother could too. By the way, yeah, and Vince Vaughn. I thought Vince Vaughn was fantastic, and I loved the twist. Yeah. You know, I won't spoil it, but I, I thought that reveal was very, very well done. I did not know he was in the movie to begin with. I swear. Oh wow. He popped up at the stuff with the rock in there for the very beginning was the first time he was seen. I was like, what the fuck? Vince Vaughn is just making a cameo? And then he was in the movie from there. Yeah. Wow. No, highly recommend it. Uh, go and check it out while it's in theaters. Uh, and remember, you know, the more you support movies about professional wrestling, the more Hollywood oh, God, and yeah. the WWE will make movies about professional wrestling. It's kind of how it works. Um, Bailey versus Nia Jax tonight. So this was... 
for Nia and Tamina interrupting Sasha and Bailey's tag team celebration mm-hmm. um, post elimination chamber, and we got this one on one match tonight. Um, uh, you know, remember the first time they faced each other in NXT? How special that was! I feel like they've yeah. overdone Bailey versus Nia now at this point. Have they even wrestled that much against I each other? I was going to uh, say, but I feel like it keeps coming back to it though in some way, shape, or form. I just felt like I remember the other one versus Nia a little bit more. The boss. Oh, yeah. Sasha. Yeah, Sasha. Yeah, and this this to me just felt like I was kind of surprised that Bailey won this one. I I assumed that they were gonna have Nia win this week. Get her heat back, right? Sasha got beat. Bear... I'm sorry. Oh yeah. no, yeah. Because she I was last week. Right, but you know how we talk about how they build every tag team feud. That's what this you know they go to the singles matches and then yeah. they trade victories. So I would assume this means that uh, Tamina b- beat Sasha next week because yep. they're facing off at Fastlane. It's the crisscross right there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just thought this match went too long, especially when everyone's waiting for the Ric Flair segment. And, you know, you got like, you're, you're like, oh shit, there's only 12 minutes left and they still got to do the Ric Flair segment. Yeah, literally. Yeah. In my head was you're cutting into the Ric Flair segment. What do we come on? Let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Please go home. Please go home. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I was convinced that they were going to have an overrun tonight because of how long that Bailey, you know, it was like almost 10 minutes by the time they came back from commercial and started it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Bailey ended up picking up the win there. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll see Sasha versus Tamina next week, and then uh, at Fastlane they're facing uh, Tamina and Nia facing Bailey and Sasha for the WWE Women's Tag Team Titles. Cool. So Triple H, Stephanie McMahon coming out uh, for Ric Flair's birthday celebration. They present him with a custom belt that they had made. All the guys were on the stage for this. Yeah, they had the roster on the stage. Uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was there. Kurt Angle, Sting. Um, They were really selling this. And then we cut to, hey, where's Rick? And he's backstage getting (laughs) beat up by Batista, who calls out Triple H right before we go off the air. Yeah, so they're like, where's Rick? They're playing his music. They cut to the back. And then you kind of see Batista kind of moving around. And it, it throws you off for a second. And then you see him going to Flair's dressing room. Closes the door, you just hear pounding. So, you know, Ric Flair's obviously not taking any, any bumps for real. And then he walks out and he's dragging Flair out. And it was just, Batista looked so crazy. It was freaking awesome. That's good, though, because we didn't have to see any physicality. Right. So our minds can do all the work for them. When you can do that, that's the best. Because yeah. I would argue our creative is always going to be better than theirs. Yeah. And Batista all just. Of, all of ours is different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I thought Batista just looked in his element. Like you remember when he came back last time and he didn't, he didn't want to be a baby face and he, no. he, he wasn't, he didn't react to being booed at the Royal Rumble. Well, well, um, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to screw that up because I think he's full of shit. Batista wanted to be cheered. He didn't get cheered. So he tried to reverse it by acting like he, they brought him back the wrong way. He should have brought him back as a heel, blah, 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 blah. Dude, you got out popped by Daniel Bryan. Just own it. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but tonight, I mean, he looked just... I mean, he did. He, just he looked, looked fantastic. I mean, it, I when I first heard about, you know, Batista and Triple H at WrestleMania, I wasn't that excited about it. I was like, eh. But well, now... Your match, remember, they said that they don't have. They don't have any big match. Right. And you, you got the two the two big names, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, but with this build, with that, that ending segment, I'm excited about it. I'm excited oh, cool. to see Good. Batista back. There you go. Yeah. It turned it around. So I, I love Are it. Are you going to call him Bautista? I won't. <laughs> I'm sure I'll, I'll, already a bunch of people in the chat are. Will you chant it at him really loudly? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, that guy, I mean, he must be close to 50 now, right? Oh, easily. He had definitely. I'm 42, you guys. So he's definitely eight years older, at least. I always thought. Remember, yeah. he, he is 50 40? years old, exactly. Yeah. He's 50, exactly. Hey, geez. He's, it looks great. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> he looks so young. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Triple H and Batista at WrestleMania. So, hell yeah. yeah. I mean, I think uh, you got to. You know, a match with some star power. So there you yes, go. Yes. So this, this felt like we're on the road to WrestleMania. This uh, best Raw in a long while. If you skipped it, uh, at least watch the beginning and the end and the stuff with Ronda in the middle. It's uh, my recommendation. That's the beginning and the end. A, <laughs> yeah. I thought the Ronda thing, I mean, it was, you know, what's funny is that was the part where, uh, yeah, I was like watching that, trying to read on closed captions. And it was funny when you said Rashi was all over the place because I'm reading it. I was like, oh, the closed caption guy must be leaving out some words here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Apparently and, uh, the Becky stuff is good. Yeah. Oh, Becky, always good. So we'll see what happens tomorrow night on SmackDown. Uh, let's quickly hit on some other news here. Bruce Pritchard is returning to the WWE. He's oh, already wow. back tonight. As a back, like, for doing what? The head of creative. He's the main guy on creative. Wow. Wow. Good on you, Bruce. Yeah. I mean, he has been with the WWF through some of its hottest periods in the Attitude Era, uh, 19, late 1987 to like 1990, somewhere. Does this mean his podcast is done? I think so. You make your money hand over fist on that. Wow. Yeah, I was like, I've I've got some advertisers that are going to be pretty bummed if this podcast is done. (laughs) Well, we did reach out to Conrad Thompson. Uh, They're they have a bunch of live shows scheduled uh, and nothing's changing on those. Those are definitely happening. Um, wow. Podcast is not known. I could not see Vince allowing his, you know, top guy in creative doing it. That's, that's my guess. So I, either, I just, but it is all old stories though. Yeah. So, like, and he's been doing it a while. Um, yeah. I think he does a good job with it too. I think he gives it an honest opinion, but but I think he doesn't hurt the company at all. I don't think he buries them. Um, yeah. Anything that can be perceived negative by them, it, he does a good job, in my opinion, of protecting. Yeah, someone's doubting him being there in the hottest period, dude. Uh, Are you th- out of your <laughs> mind? Hogan versus Andre on the main event on NBC did thirty-three million viewers, and, and Pritchard was there for that. Uh, Let's be very clear. Before you had The Rock and you had Stone Cold uh, dude sitting there right, typing that right now, all right, you had to have Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. All right, that had to come. That had to take place. Piper versus Hogan, all of that that ignited the wrestling business was. I will argue with anybody this. I don't care what the ratings were. I know what the feeling was at the time when Hogan and the and company and Pritchard was right there in the fold. Okay was happening i will argue it was a bigger boom it just was it was on every channel you could think of them being interviewed you name it saturday night's main event was like a cultural you know cultural good word uh, yeah it was it was just a phenomenon there for a bit uh but he was also there for the attitude era he was with the company through 2000 and uh i believe it was 2000 i thought 1992 to 2008 i would say past it he was there through my 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 era which was not attitude already been done it was supposed to be ruthless aggression that didn't catch um you know remember they kept trying to push ruthless aggression right yeah that didn't get nobody's ever called it that i don't believe afterwards uh has anybody called it that has anybody called it that 
I've heard there was a little aggression. I hope I've so. I want it. I want an error. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to tell part of some error because I can't say it. We, I don't know what you say there. That was a yeah. Well, they always show that promo uh, when seeing out to uh, challenge angle. Okay, uh, you yeah. know he's got the ruthless aggression. That's what they always show that clip. Um, no, I think it's valid, Matt. I think it's a valid era. All right, cool. Yeah, no, no, there's a lot of a lot of big stuff in that era. Um, so yeah, um, so Pritchard's back, uh, head of creative. I think it, wow. it. I think Vince probably. You know what that tells me. Do you think he listened? It, I don't know if it's that or he just feels like the characters and storylines are probably missing and they need more of that because that's when, you know, Bruce is kind of that era, right? Where they, it was more characters, characters and stories. I, I hope that's what it was. I hope that was his reasoning because let's hope Bruce will bring that out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big one. Arn Anderson is gone. What? Uh, he was released. Yeah. yeah Shut the f- what? Yeah. Yeah. He was released for, from what? So, so we, we, we're actually working on the story. Uh, we're hoping to have more tomorrow. You can't um, just drop Arn Anderson was released and not tell me what happened. So apparently there was an incident at a live event. Oh, okay. um, and so Arn Anderson's been there since 2001 wow. as you know, backstage producer. Uh, basically, since the WCW folded, they brought him in as a commentator at first. He, and he, you know, he's a backstage producer. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, he's been there for 18 years. And... Uh, Something happened in a live event. Um, him and Vince got into it, and what? the word we're hearing is the so the word I heard is that Arn quit, and so huh. I'm trying to get more on it and uh, and have more uh, tomorrow. So um, we're working on that. But yeah, he's gone, yeah, dude. He was a great agent to have. Like you know, besides uh, what do they call them now, they don't call them that. What do they call them? Producers. Producers. Besides being a producer, he was in. He was an amazing in ring agent. Yeah. help you lay out yeah. your matches so we spoke to cody cody rhodes we have an interview with him uh the day that it happened on friday and he seemed very interested in having arn as part of AEW. interested they need to throw everything to get him there yeah because that's exactly what these kids are going to need dude a lot of them that they're bringing in from other new federations and stuff that they need to still slow down and learn the psychology Dude, their job is set. Cody and the Bucks, or not the Bucks, but Cody is not going to have to teach them that. Jericho is not going to have to teach it to him as much. Um, Arn will be able to do it. Yeah. Billy yeah. Gunn's going to be able to do it. They're getting the right people, dude. They can get Arn. Woo-hoo. Yeah. No, uh, huge. Also, on Friday, uh, Hideo Tommy officially released. Um, he, he had kind of asked for it. He's going to Japan. Um, Ty Dillinger released he had said earlier he had basically came out and tweeted that he requested his release earlier in the week okay and they actually granted it uh which is kind of surprising because in a way uh, unless they had granted it that night and then ty took to social media to announce maybe he's probably saving face let him do it who cares you know yeah so ty dillinger's released what's that he's a good i thought he was a great talent honestly yeah really good actually yeah he tried to go back to nxt apparently yeah, and uh, TJP, uh, TJ Perkins, first cruiserweight champion in this the revamped cruiserweight era, uh, he, he was, was released as well. Yeah, wow. and his was said to be more of a disciplinary thing. He was complaining a lot on Twitter last week after Ricochet made his debut, saying that Ricochet stole his move, that it should be <laughs> him out there and not Ricochet. Shut up! He said those words. He tweeted him out. Yeah, okay. um, that should be me, not him. Yeah. He, he, he said he wrote something along the lines of like it's like watching uh you do the homework and someone turning it in with their name on it jesus <laughs> um it's like let's let's be a little real you know? yeah. Like, yeah. yeah 
So yeah, there you go. Um, we had first reported earlier tonight. We we had uh, wrestling Inc. had first reported that Sting, um, Ricky Steamboat, Shawn Michaels were going to be on the show. They were backstage. Also backstage tonight at Raw was James Storm. Uh, the impression we get is he he was just there visiting. Flair. He lives in the area. So. And he was there for Flair's birthday. Yeah, and then just backstage, we it was never meant to be on on TV. But yeah, he was uh, he's backstage. Hmm. They went out afterwards after Raw to shoot, <laughs> celebrate Rick's birthday. James James Storm, I remember having a couple of drinks with him at Wally Mania a couple of years ago, and I, I could not hang. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, and Tammy Sitch was arrested again. Again. Uh, uh, DWI again. Oh, man. If anyone needs... Uber, <laughs> you know, has the the first number on their cell phone. It's it's Tammy Sitch. This is at least the sixth in the last three years. Um, so yeah, shame. arrested again. Um, she was now or she's been released, and yeah, and it's gonna have to face you know all the repercussion repercussions from that. It's crazy. No, uh, hope hope she gets it together. Because I one know. of those times that could be it, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Not, not just only for her, but for somebody else, you know. She was driving the w- wrong way on a one-way street. Oh, I mean, it's dangerous, you know. And uh, I mean, I, at at what point do you not give them their license back? Because she could really hurt somebody. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Hey, I want to give a shout out to the audience for a second, Rajath. Uh, Raj, I believe this is the biggest live. Non WrestleMania audience. Well, non pay per view. We've had the Royal Rumbles and yeah, for for a non yeah for for just a raw raw, yeah biggest live audience we've ever had. Thank you everyone for coming out tonight and uh, talking professional wrestling with us. Raj doesn't say thank you. (laughs) Obviously, I say uh, you guys are the (laughs) sixteenth. Technically, if my calculations serve me correctly, seventeen and a half. (laughs) Thank you all. Thank you guys. We I, <laughs> obviously we appreciate it. We would not be here without you guys. No. Nope. no absolutely, all. man. Uh, Matt Morgan, before we take this home, anything you want to plug? No, I am good. Cool. Raja, what are you working on? What should people kind of We have a we had a great uh, piece today on this uh, Sister Abigail, the independent wrestler who had been talking with WWE about playing Sister Abigail. She Ooh. created these promos for it. They went, you know, huh. and was getting the runaround from them. You could see one of the promos she did on the site. She talked to us. She she and she has Sister Abigail trademarked, and WWE is fighting her for that trademark. So wow, uh, a, a very interesting piece with her uh, on the site today. Uh, more from our interview with Cody that drops tomorrow. We got Joey Janela coming up. Uh, just t- Chavo Guerrero, just tons of tons of people. Sunny Kiss uh, with AEW, uh, Matt Taven. So just tons of tons of big interviews and everything. Cody's talking about on tomorrow's episode of the Winkly. Check it out. He's talking about how they're looking at stadiums uh, wow. for their next uh, AEW pay per view. They didn't go big enough for this one. Yeah. So seriously. Yeah. Cool, guys. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. Appreciate a follow. And head on over to iTunes, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating and a review. Five stars helps new people, new listeners come aboard Wrestling Inc. And we'll be back tomorrow night to talk about SmackDown Live, myself, Raj, and Matt Morgan. So until then, we'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. <laughs>